Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each episode, we discuss an installment of the Fox animated series Bob's Burgers, and we create a themed burger based on the episode. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 16, Topsy. <laughs> Love this one. It was written by Lauren Bouchard and Nora Smith, directed by Tyree Dillahay, and it aired March 10th, 2013. The store next door this week was Elliot's Smelly Bits Potpourri Shop. You smelt it, we dealt it. We're going real mature on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, so mature. <laughs> um, the exterminator van was Hugs Not Bugs. I appreciate that. And there were two different burgers of the day in this episode. I Know Why the Cajun Burger Sings and Tarragon in 60 Seconds Burger. Completely unrelated to the episode, which is great. Yeah, because then we get to make those up. Exactly. The guest actors for this episode are Billy Eichner, who voices Mr. Ambrose, the librarian. He is best known as Craig on Parks and Rec, Billy on the Streets, and Difficult People. And we also have Mark Proksh, who voices Mr. Dinkler. He was in The Office, Better Call Saul, and Portlandia. In Topsy, the science fair at Wagstaff School is fast approaching, and Louise plans to use the exact same volcano she made last year. Mr. Dinkler, her substitute teacher and part-time Thomas Edison impersonator and full-time Dink, creates a strict no-volcanoes rule. He demands Louise create a project about Edison instead. The school's librarian gives Louise a tip, and she discovers Electrocuting an Elephant, a 1903 black-and-white film shot by Edison Studios depicting the killing of the elephant Topsy via electrocution. Louise decides to reveal the darker side of Edison by reenacting Topsy's death for the science fair, thereby destroying Mr. Dinkler's reputation. She recruits Tina and Jean. The latter only agrees if he can create a musical number. She also convinces Teddy to make a Van de Graaff generator for them. Meanwhile, Bob is inspired by Louise's science fair and finds an old invention of his, Spiceps. Linda thinks his idea could be something special, if it changed completely, so she creates the Spice Rack. Jean discovers he and Tina can't sing, so they ask Aunt Gail and Mr. Fishoder to provide the vocal talent for the science fair. The musical number quickly becomes a love duet, which annoys Louise and leads to some very awkward flirtation between Gail and Mr. Fishoder. When Mr. Dinkler finds out what Louise is planning to do, he bans her from attending the science fair, but he encourages Jean and Tina to perform their song, Electric Love. Bob and Linda bring their inventions to the fair, passing them off as other kids' projects. Louise crashes the fair and orders Teddy to power up the generator. Sparks fly and Tina falls. Everyone thinks she's been electrocuted, but she tells them she just went with it? Louise apologizes to Tina and Mr. Dinkler admits to the crowd that Edison did electrocute animals. The episode ends with a teacher announcing the winner of the fair as, Spice, I can't read this. <laughs> <laughs> so jason what do you think about this episode well let me tell you this <laughs> is probably one of my favorite episodes of the series yeah it's non-stop hilarity from start to finish 
There's barely any time to catch your breath. It's just joke after joke. <laughs> it's got everything that I love about Bob's Burgers. It has Louise antics, the kids working together, hatching a scheme, Bob and Linda showcasing both their love for each other and how competitive they can be, great music, a story that flows perfectly well into an excellent conclusion. Nothing really feels forced. And the Spiceps and Spice Rack managed to find their way into the ending in a natural way. Sure. <laughs> By Linda and Bob forcing it to go to the Absolutely. Fair. Yeah, sure. It just, it, it makes sense to me. And it's like the secondary story, which is Linda and Bob. Yeah. Their story merges with everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Just like all my favorite Seinfeld episodes where all their A, B, and C stories just end up in the same place. Right. So... It all naturally goes together, and I love it. Yes, yes. It's, it's definitely a top, top episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love this episode. It's one of the, it's one of the only, I think, Bob's episodes that if you say the title, I can remember basically everything that happens in it. <laughs> so it's clear I've watched this one a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it honestly, watching it this time kind of made me sad. Yeah. Because the Topsy story is really dark. It's pretty depressing. It's very depressing. And I ended up reading way too much stuff about animal euthanasia. So I got a little sad (laughs) doing the research for this episode. That's fair. (laughs) I made myself sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's the stuff we go through just to put out good quality content. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So you read up on Topsy. Yeah, I did. And I found out that they were wrong in this episode yeah it seems like it right yeah um they took some creative liberties that's true they did um if we want if we're led to believe the kids are doing their own research then it's very possible that they didn't do a very thorough job they saw a video saw a title of a movie and were like that's that's it that's what happened yeah no it makes complete sense to me that louise would think that plus she's looking for absolutely any way to make Mr. Dinkler pay. Oh yeah, it fits her narrative. Oh yeah, totally. So it makes a lot of sense. It's just frustrating that like Mr. Dinkler wouldn't say something about this Mm -hmm. because I did like not a whole lot of research and it was fairly easy to find out that Thomas Edison did not actually electrocute Topsy. Yes, the invention that he created helped to do that. Electricity. Yeah. (laughs) But he didn't do it. It was like way after this current war that he had with Nikola Tesla. And he wasn't really involved despite having his name as part of the the Edison film. It's not like he flipped the switch. No, he didn't flip the switch. He probably didn't even really know it was happening, I Mm -hmm. guess. So, yeah. But at the same time, apparently... He did electrocute some dogs to try to figure out humane ways to euthanize animals. So... (laughs) It's like, we're going to try to figure out how to humanely do something by inhumanely doing things. Yeah, basically. What a roundabout way of thinking. Yeah. What if I just shoot you in the face? Is that good enough? (laughs) I mean, it seems pretty aggressive. (laughs) But yeah. So it was a little sad... The story that inspires this whole episode is pretty damn dark. Uh, Circuses are terrible. I don't know what to tell you. Animals are just like not here for our entertainment. That's the end of my spiel. (laughs) Did you watch the Topsy video? I did. It was upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, they did a good job in Bob's 
recreating it. Yes, they did. It was pretty accurate to the video itself. The video itself was very short, too. Like, it's not... (laughs) It's no motion picture. Mm -hmm. It's like a minute long. Which, thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) But it was 1903, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's true. So, is there anything about the episode that you did not like? No. (laughs) Not that I can think of. I hate Mr. Dinkler, but that's okay with me. I'm supposed to hate him, and I feel like I'm seeing him through Louise's lens in a way, because seeing him take her volcano and put it on the ground and start stepping on it, right? I was like, I would murder him. I get it. I get it, Louise. I'm totally on your side. I would have like, I would have just gotten out of my chair and jumped onto him, which would have been very Louise yes. for her to do. Um, I, okay. I have a question. Do you think, as much as I hate Mr. Dickler, do you think that he was trying to use some kind of like weird teaching method to get her to actually do some kind of work? Because Louise did a lot more work once she was told she couldn't do something, you know? Yeah, I think that... Is it like reverse psychology? No, because I think (laughs) uh, that's giving Mr. Dinkler way too much credit. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the smartest... Or the brightest bulb in the Thomas Edison factory. <laughs> Smooth. General Electric. I know he's uh, affiliated with that. General Electric? <laughs> yep. That doesn't really translate on a podcast. No, it doesn't. Sadly. I saluted to General Electric. <laughs> Louise did do extra work. Mm-hmm. Or more work than she initially intended to do this is absolutely true she did a lot of coordinating i mean she didn't come up with the song right or make the vandergraft generator but she did take the initiative to go to the library that's, and that's something that is something for louise she never wanted to go to the library mm-hmm. speaking of the library we meet mr ambrose yeah the librarian <laughs> our introduction to this character and what an introduction like he's the master of whisper yelling. <laughs> and he clearly hates his job. He hates his job. I love it. <laughs> he's 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 such a great character and he's a fantastic addition to the roster of school teachers and school employees. Yes. Like Mr. Fran, Miss Labans, and Mr. Branca, the custodian. Oh yes. Yeah. Wait, who's Miss Labans is the one who's voiced by H. John Benjamin. Yeah, okay. All right. But who is the secretary? Um, Schnur. Miss Schnur. Yes, yeah. Miss Schnur. Yeah. And then uh, Miss Jacobson. Principal Blevins. Yep, Blevins. And Miss Jacobson. <laughs> and yeah, Miss Jacobson is probably the most normal of all the employees. Yeah. She's just, yeah, down to earth. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like Mr. Ambrose, and I'm glad that we get to see him in future episodes. I don't think he shows up as frequently unfortunately as frequently as someone like frond Mm -hmm. but he is peppered in the series and i appreciate that and he's fully realized as soon as he's introduced like this is his character yeah man i have i have not seen a librarian hate their job as much since the librarian i had in high school (laughs) she clearly did not enjoy her job she was always just like so annoyed when people were actually in the library (laughs) It's like, she I love my job. Time. I love the peace and quiet of the library until the kids get in here. Yeah, it's like, oh, I love teaching. I hate students, though. Right. 
That's like when I was in customer service. Like I loved working in retail until the customers came in. So it's <laughs> like ninety five percent of your job. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, Mr. Dinkler really seems like the type of teacher to fit Edison into every single lesson plan, whether it's math, geography, um, phys ed. <laughs> you would probably just shoehorn that Edison in everywhere. I agree with you completely. I think for geography, they'd be like, oh, look, there's Japan. Japan existed at the same time as Thomas Edison, so there you go. If like, it weren't for his invention of the phonograph, we would have never been able to call Japan. And who tells their students, well, their future students, I guess, that their teacher died and then goes, never mind, he's just dead to us. He is a psychopath. He rides the fine line of annoying and hilarious to me. <laughs> oh, I, I think he's great. I He's so annoying, but I love how annoying he is. His laugh off with Louise. Oh, yeah. It just, it almost went on too long, but it was just the right amount of, ha ha, last laugh, gotta get it in. <laughs> Those two are pretty perfectly made for each other as rivals. Yes. Yes. I also like how well they uh, integrated Gail and Mr. Fish Odor into mm -hmm. the project. Because that's just not who I would think not even would be slightly. part of this at all. <laughs> they have no affiliation with the school whatsoever. But it's nice, you know, you get Gail in and she's had a fight with her cat. And now I know, because now we own a cat. I know what that feels like. I know what it's like to be in a fight. <laughs> she can be a real sassy cat, so... I know what that's yeah. like. And they have attitudes. And you know, if you get a little sass from your cat, you just <laughs> got to give it some space for a couple hours. Yeah. Let it sleep it off. And Gail understands. She's like, you know what? I'm going to my sister's for the weekend. Here's some kibble. We'll talk later once you've calmed down. All right, Mr. <laughs> Puss in Boots. Um, and Mr. Fish Odor coming in saying, you know, I, I'm here for the monthly rent check. And I say monthly because I think there's maybe a little bit of confusion there. I like that. Yes. We're just continuing on with Bob and Linda being absolutely horrible tenants. <laughs> yes. And always forgetting to pay the rent on time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of wonder if the reason they're in it is because the actors for Tina and Jean just can't sing. We hear them sing in other songs in the show because I think from more this point on, we start doing a lot more musical numbers in right. the show, but their voices are not their, their singing voices are not <laughs> uh, their main talent. Careful. I suppose. Okay. Like, no, I totally agree you know. because there's, there's the <laughs> episode where Tina is singing the uh the jewish song for the bat mitzvah and it's definitely not great <laughs> <laughs> and gene singing in in uh gene singing his diehard musical right it's fun but it's not what the episode i think was going for right so they wanted something a little over the top and dramatic yeah and it would just be kind of funny if it was gene and tina it would just be, like, funny, weird. Yeah. No, the song 
benefits from having some slightly more experienced singers for sure i mean they're not great they're not the best singers obviously like yeah and but and gene's getting in some lip sync practice which he's going to need desperately before he lip syncs for his life on rupaul's drag race because if gene is not a drag queen in the future then i don't know what is happening or what planet on i'm on (laughs) that's just how i feel So, the Spice Eps and the Spice Rack. Love. Love. Which one is better? Spice Rack. 100%. That's, I agree as Doesn't well. Doesn't matter if you've got boobs or you have no boobs. Spice Rack, for is sure. Is it because it's... It's in front! Right. It makes the most sense. It's easily accessible. The Spice Eps don't make a whole lot of sense. Like, you even see Bob struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And how are you supposed to read what's on the back of your arm... And like near your elbow, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to tell if that's marjoram or if it's cloves and whatever until it's opened. And then I'm... And then it's too late. Yeah. And it's too late. So having them all in the front, able to see the names right on the top, I think they make the most sense. And it's not sexy. Okay. Bob says she's using sex to sell, but he totally is too. I mean... his pipes. Tickets to the Spicy Gun Show. (laughs) He's he's showing them off. Like, come on. (laughs) Don't get mad at her. What do you think? Spice Eps or Spice Rack? Spice Rack, for sure. Would you actually use it in real life? It makes more sense. It's more accessible. You could throw on a shirt over top of it. A Uh, loose shirt. You could put on a coat. It would be fine. The Spice Eps, you can't really get things on those sleeves. Yeah. So... What if they were spice bracelets? No. Why? Spicelets. Spicelets. Yeah. Because the name sucks. It what also if it comes was a down spice to the name. pack. Like a backpack. No. Nope. What if it was a spice belt? No. Nope. Why not? Because it doesn't sound good. Oh. Spice belt? Spice belt. That sounds... sounds like something your grandma cooks like four days ago and then serves it to you a week later. <laughs> It's still Oi, good. Come have some spelt. <laughs> it's still good. I fed some to Misty today. She loves it. <laughs> good thing your cat died four years ago. <laughs> Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Completely unrelated. Fake news. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So when Bob and Linda asked the kids... Which one is better? Come on, kids. They both, Gene and Louise, are like, pass. No. <laughs> They've learned to pick their battles. Yeah. When it comes to mother and father's <laughs> competing. Yes. Um, and Tina has learned, because she's older and wiser, she's, you know what? I love you both equally. <gasps> and then Bob's reaction, oh, who cares? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I love you, too. I love you too. <laughs> So, there is one thing that I don't like about this episode. Oh, okay. It's very minor. But I don't like Tina's imagining when she's talking to Topsy. Oh, okay. I think it's kind of dumb. Is it the hair joke that makes it dumb? Yes, I think it's the hair joke. Uh, I understand where they're coming from. Tina's a very empathetic person, and it goes to show her coming to terms with agreeing to do this whole revealing Topsy. Mm -hmm. But I think the hair joke is just what makes it dumb. Yeah, but Tina's always imagining weird things. 
she doesn't hate herself though in her imagination like she's the she's the queen of her world in there oh it's true she's usually got the like flowing hair and yeah it's a weird it is kind of a it weird just moment felt yeah off yeah so <laughs> but besides that like everything is just great yeah and even that moment with topsy she's topsy's pretty funny like Oh, hey, it's not that bad getting electrocuted. No, you didn't need to remind that I, me that I died. Yeah, some good ones. Um, one of the things I really like about this episode, too, is all the other science fair projects. Um, I had to pause a couple of times to get these, but here are some of the other ones. There's What's the Boiling Point of Beef Stew? <laughs> Human Urine, Number One Fertilizer. Pluto, you almost had it all. Erosion. Number, number one fertilizer. I get yeah. it. Oh my god. That's, that's so dumb. That's great. Erosion. Dust in the wind. Why do peanuts make my face swell up? Magnets and why we love them. What makes ducks tick? Interesting. Birds aren't real. What? There's a, there's a great community online that's just birds aren't real, and it's because the government created them to spy on us. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. How carbohydrates made my dad fat. Black holes, should we be worried? Maybe. There's a quasar coming for you. <laughs> Global warming, is it hot in here or is it just Earth? <laughs> Which is a good one. Those are great. Uh, sulfur smells bad. And the last one I saw was... DNA is just and backwards. <laughs> wow, that kid's gonna get a D. So it's no wonder that the Spice, oh, I'm not sure which one, won this fair because, oh, yikes. <laughs> so Andy and Ollie and their hair experiment. They got second place. Second Unbelievable. Place. So the Silvermans are amazing as Andy and Ollie, even though they get like, what? 15 seconds of airtime like it's just <laughs> they're so good and you feel so bad when at the beginning the hair gets blown away and, <laughs> and the way they say how many hairs are up there <laughs> i love it oh but andy or ollie because i i, I, have, know, I, I have a hard time yeah. remembering which one's which he didn't even pick off all his hairs but he still had some tufts near his ears so, how many hairs are up there? Looks like you didn't count. They would have got first place if they did a full job. Yeah, like that's, they just, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> One last little thing I, I liked was Gene's maniacal laugh, which reminded me of Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog right at the beginning. Yeah. You really got to practice those. Yes. They do not come naturally. I mean, to call back to our other podcast, uh, Fork and Bullshirt, the Good Place podcast. Ted Danson's maniacal giggle at the end of season one. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So good. Definitely practiced, though. Practiced in a good way. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so overall, slow clap for this episode. That's how I feel. The climax was, honestly, it was really well done. Like, the music, so the reveal of the band, Louise busting in, Linda's you're not supposed to understand science comment, and uh, the sparks in the weirdly convincing death scene with Bob and Linda's reactions to that. Like, mm -hmm. Gene really did write a banger. Yeah. Yeah, there's a choir in there. 
They're singing harmonies. It's amazing. Even I, Bob is surprised. Yes. <laughs> I frequently still will sing autopsy at my autopsy. It's good. I embroidered it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. And rhyming Edison with get us in is just lyrical genius. I love it. <laughs> there is an extended version of this song on the Bob's Burgers music album, mm. which I definitely recommend you listen to. Okay. Should we get to our burgers of the week? Yes. Okay. So how many did you come up with this week? Two. Okay. I came up with three. Okay. So you get to start. Okay. So I get to start. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) I hope you like them. Okay. My first one is the elephant in the shroom burger. (laughs) Oh, no. So it would be like a very large sized portobello mushroom patty. So this is your favorite burger ever. And your favorite. Yeah. (laughs) With little white mushroom elephant ears in the bun. (laughs) The elephant in the shroom burger. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) We got to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) We got to talk about it. It's the elephant in the shroom. (laughs) So that was my first. Okay. What's yours? Uh, My first burger was the Slopsy Joe burger. (laughs) That's so dumb. (laughs) It's so bad. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's nothing special about it. It's just a sloppy it. joke. It's just a sloppy okay. joke. Okay. All right. Good. Um. <laughs> okay. My next burger is Spice Ups Your Life Burger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can dig it. Spice Ups Your Life. Spice Ups Your Life. Okay. I like it. Um. It is made with a pinch of literally all the spices <laughs> on Bob's invention. A pinch of all the spices. All the spices because he can't decide and they're all very, very accessible. So, and what's your second one? My second one is the Electrofried Burger. Oh my god. <laughs> it's got deep fried jalapeno and onion chips. And Ooh. the patty is also deep fried because why not? That sounds good. Yeah. Although... Like, I would feel sick after that. Oh, yeah, you might die. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Topsy was also poisoned yeah. and strangled. Yeah. As well as electrocuted. Yeah, so, they like, were. Triple threat. They were not going to let Topsy live. Yeah. Yeah, very sad. Originally, we are going to hang her yeah. in a park and have a bunch of people show up. Yeah. People suck. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my Maybe last burger. Last burger. I hope that you enjoy this. I feel you will enjoy this. It's the Thomas Eat It Sun Burger. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Are you going to free kids meal with the purchase of a regular burger? The Thomas Eat It Sun. (laughs) That's bad. You don't like it? Come on. I figured of all people, you would appreciate that one. Thomas Edison. Yes. All right. So you pick your favorite of mine. I pick my favorite of yours. And they go head to head. In a battle royale. In a battle royale of rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't know. It's tough because I really like your elephant in the shroom. I like the name. Mm. And I also really like the Spice Up to Your Life because it's spice girls and the burger would be disgusting <laughs> it would be so gross <laughs> so gross 
so much spice. It's just like spices that don't go well together at all. <laughs> I'm going to go with the elephant and the shroom. Okay. And I'm going to go with Slopsy Joe because that one made me laugh. <laughs> oh, no. That's sad. <laughs> hey, it made me laugh. I like that. That's what I appreciate most in a burger. <laughs> Being I able guess. to laugh at the name. That's what I appreciate most in you. <laughs> oh, that's what you appreciate about me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm dial it back there. About 10% there, Squirrely Dan. <laughs> okay. Wait, it's not on three. It's after three, right? So one, one two, three, two, go. Three. Okay. Okay. Damn it! <laughs> I did You're it wrong. Just I know, sad. I know, I know. I'm not good at this hand-eye coordination. Okay, is well, bad. don't use your hand. No, I got. We gotta have it so we have the sound. Okay. All right. All right. Ah. Damn! We keep hitting the same thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, four okay. times in a row. We've hit the same thing four times in a row. Okay. Because you can't see it. Yeah. This is really good for us. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh! <laughs> Rock beats <Jason> scissors. Win. <laughs> so then my name goes on it. My yes. my burger. I get to pick the one that goes on. Oh, really? Yes, and it's definitely yours. Because <laughs> you don't want it I to prefer, be Slopsy I prefer Jack. my other name. <laughs> Aw, the electrified burger? The electrified burger. Fried burger. burger. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So the elephant and the shroom will be our winner this week. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our hand slaps. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> That brings us to the end of Burger of the Week, a Multiverse Radio production. Thank you so much for listening. The best way to spread the word or show your support is by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. And you can send us an email directly at info at multiverseradio.ca. Next time, we'll discuss Season 3, Episode 17 to Fortina. Ooh. Ooh, a little bit of polyamory, a little bit of fun. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye.